Hi, everybody. My name is Hafa Lombardino, and this is Translation Confessional. What is the most fundamental tool translators have? Yes, our language. And we must be the grammar and spelling police, not only when we're working on a project, but also when we're communicating with clients or interacting with peers online. We must use our language as well at all times. With that in mind, one tool I've been using for a while now, and I do use it constantly, is Grammarly. I've activated it on my email so I don't make any mistakes when sending a message to a client. I also have it available to me in Google Drive so I can use it when reviewing my students' translations into English or when I'm writing my own articles and brainstorming podcast episodes. And because I do translate into English very often, the premium version helps me keep my last draft sharp and ready for delivery. If you'd like to try out the world's best automated proofreader, visit bit.ly slash tc dash grammar. It's easy to remember. TC stands for Translation Confessional, followed by Grammar. Once again, you can visit Grammarly at bit.ly slash tc dash g-r-a-m-m-a-r. Keep your English sharp. Ideal Clients Last week, I talked a bit about client education. This week, I wanted to answer a question related to the same topic, which is something that I get asked quite often by beginner translators and translation students. What is your ideal client like? First and foremost, my ideal client is the one who pays on time. After all, we're not translators and interpreters just because we love languages in the work we do. We're professionals, and our work pays the bills. So we need clients to understand that they must pay for the service we provide as invoiced, so as to not disrupt our operations. Some clients don't see translation and interpretation as an essential part of their business activities. I mean, they want us to translate information about their products and services, but they think they can postpone payment for a number of reasons, especially since most of us are running a company of one. Here's an analogy I always use when a client is late in making payment. I ask them, what happens if you're late in paying rent on your office space or your water, electric, and internet bills? Comparing language services to something that is essential for them to run their business can help put things into perspective. Of course, we can't evict them or shut off their water, electricity, and internet. I wish. But ours is a bill like any other, and they must pay for the services provided within the agreed terms. Otherwise, there will be a late fee, and they risk being pastured by a collection agency. Talking about disrupting our operations, 
Clients who send an email and don't even wait five minutes to get a reply before they follow up by phone are very disruptive and unprofessional. That leads me to a second feature I look for in a client, being professional. This thing about phone calls is especially true when they don't pay attention to time zone differences. Back when I used a landline to receive business calls, I remember having a client who called me when it was 3 a.m. here in California because they were outraged by my lack of response. I had to explain that they should only expect an email back from me during my business hours. Lesson learned. After that, I got a cell phone to receive all my business calls and change the settings so that it won't ring outside my office hours. But anyway, when clients are good business people, it's very likely that our collaboration will be great. That means they understand that we are two sides of the same coin. They have a need for our services, and we're ready to offer that service. On the other hand, it's great when clients consider independent contractors as an essential part of their business, just like their legal or marketing departments, for example. However, they cannot treat us as their employees. So they must keep a professional relationship and understand they cannot make demands that sometimes they can't even make of their own employees due to labor laws, you know? In Season 1, Episode 12, Setting Boundaries, I actually shared an example of a client who forgot to be professional one time. Go back to that episode and take a listen, if you haven't already, to learn how I handled that situation. So, professional clients are the ones who do not turn to freelancers and say, jump, then expect us to reply, how high? No, we collaborate, we work together, but you don't own my time. You pay me for my time and expertise in my field of knowledge. Have you ever misquoted a translation client because you couldn't find a rate in your email or missed a deadline because somehow the job got lost in your inbox? You're not alone. Too many translators manage everything manually from their inbox or Excel sheets. While they may think that they're saving time and money by not getting a software, the opposite is true. LSB Expert saves translators hours a week by letting them manage clients, projects, and finances all in one place. You can create and send quotes, manage your rates and services for each client, manage projects, and send invoices all from one place. It automatically creates financial reports for you, so you always know the health of your business. Ready to stop wasting time on admin and start spending more time translating? Try LSB Expert for free for 30 days. Just type lsb.expert into your preferred browser and use the code HAFA for 15% off a new yearly subscription. Once again, the code is R-A-F-A. Take control of your translation business admin today. Another alternative feature that walks hand-in-hand with acting professionally is being organized. Needless to say, clients who are organized usually pay on time, 
So that's a three for one. But being organized also entails sharing the right resources with us so we can do our job well. The kind of organization I expect from clients refers to providing the final source files, translation memories, and references materials with sufficient time for a translator to work on a project at a comfortable pace. When a client sends a set of files, then realizes that there are more files that need to be translated as part of the same project, and a couple of days later finds a previous version that had been translated by someone else ages ago, then miraculously comes up with a translation memory a week after the project was initiated, that's just chaos. And let me emphasize on final source files. Have you ever received multiple versions of the same content that needs to be translated? I understand that sometimes clients need to send us a draft while something is still being cleared by their legal or marketing departments, but sending us a completely different version of a document we just translated and then expecting us to do minor adjustments when the project usually needs an entire overhaul Well, that's just frustrating for all parties involved. So, yes, if clients can send us the final version of a document, it just makes everybody's life much easier. Sometimes clients don't understand that all this stop and go actually wastes everybody's time, causes unnecessary stress, and leads to unproductive rework. If they just stay organized, we can all accomplish our goals, and they can save a lot of money. Here's one more thing that makes a client ideal. Recurring projects. I have two major clients that constantly have a need for my services. They send me something at least once a week, sometimes every other day. This kind of client keeps me busy without overwhelming me or demanding exclusivity, so I can adjust my schedule once a new project comes in, but still have enough available slots on my calendar to fit in requests from other clients who may only need me once every couple of weeks or months. It's also great when they have a variety of services that they need. It could be translations into Portuguese, translations into English, some audio transcriptions, video subtitling, voiceover recordings. That way, I can diversify the kind of projects I get done throughout the week because changing gears keeps my mind sharp. I can dedicate a couple of hours to a big project, then take a break from it to complete another small task before I resume the longer translation, for example. That's how I find balance. And that leads me to one last thing I look for in my ideal clients. Interesting projects. We are so privileged to work on something that we love, that we're good at, and on top of it all, that allows us to learn a new thing every day. And interesting projects don't need to be glamorous. It could be one of the most boring things for the general population. But if it's something you're nerdy about, it would only help you keep things going. Actually, mixing interesting projects with not-so-interesting projects also helps me balance my workload. 
I can translate projects related to information technology and opinion surveys almost with my eyes closed. Those instructions and the programming behind them sometimes come to me in my sleep. They're really mind-numbing, so it's always good when I have something more creative that requires more research that teaches me something so I can keep my energy up throughout my workday. Send me an email at rlombardino at wordawareness.com or leave a voice message on my anchor page. If I get enough feedback and voice messages, I can go back to the subject and post a special podcast episode with everyone's opinion on this very same theme. By the way, my anchor page is anchor.fm slash translation dash confessional. I look forward to hearing from you. Stay tuned for weekly episodes and subscribe to Translation Confessional through your favorite podcast app.